Hello, my name is Nathan Foster, and I'd like to welcome you to the Renovare podcast. Each month I write an article, we call it a heart-to-heart letter, and post it on renovare.org. And then I have a conversation with someone from the Renovare ministry team about that particular article. Today's topic is resentments, forgiveness, how do we forgive others as a spiritual discipline. Today I'm joined by Margaret Campbell. Margaret is a longtime Renovare ministry team member. She's from Houston, Texas. She serves on the Renovare board and for a number of years has been the Renovare board chair. The conversation that we had today, um, there's a couple of highlights from it that I'd like to share with you uh, before we listen to it. And one is this idea of the different metaphoric coats that we wear. How sometimes our resentments can burden us down and feel like a, a heavy weight. And then what does it look like to take that coat off and to put on a coat of compassion, kindness, patience? And then uh, towards the end, there's a section on how do we forgive God when we feel wronged by God? So thank you for uh, joining us today. I hope you enjoy the following conversation. Okay, well, I've got my coffee, so that means I'm ready. <laughs> uh, Margaret, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you, Nathan. It's good, good to get to talk to you today. Absolutely. What, what's, what's good in your life today? Well, I'm in Houston, and it's winter, and we have glorious winter weather. Yeah. So uh, it's we're outside with no jackets and <laughs> front door open uh, while the contractors come in and out, and it's lo- it's a lovely day here. Good, good. Well, I, I'm in Michigan, of course, and uh, for December we're doing really, really well. I've yet to pull out my down parka, so. Um, I'm, I'm, and I'm what is okay. what is a down parka now? <laughs> <laughs> you should see it. it's a, it's absolutely ridiculous. My when I first moved here, my students would laugh at me because it has a hood, and it, I look like one of those Arctic explorers. Um, <laughs> but at any rate, it it helps. Um, okay, so you you had a chance to read the article. Um, this topic of resentments. Um, what are some of your thoughts on mm-hmm. on that? Well, I will say that this is something that is common to man, it seems. Mm -hmm. I mean, we see it in Scripture, uh, starting in Genesis, um, Joseph and his brothers, Esau and Jacob, and uh, Laban's sons resented Jacob. So I think it's helpful that, that Scripture records these episodes of resentment so that we can see that our experience is is common. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that helps so much when we're going through it, uh, but it shouldn't surprise us. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to be like the elder son in the story of the prodigal son, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yet I find that there are times in my life when I do have resentment or uh, unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I you know I kind of started the article with somewhat of that idea, and I I'm I'm struck by it how it seems to be fairly um, human, and 
uh, we're in good. I mean, that's great. When you, I mean, thinking of it biblically, that we're in good company in a sense. We are. We are in good company, <laughs> and but uh, the good news is we don't have to to let that define us. We don't yes. have to put on a coat, uh, in a sense, that is a coat of resentment mm-hmm. and unforgiveness and mm-hmm. bitterness mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. anger. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can we can clothe ourselves in a different way. Oh, I love that. That's a really good um, analogy of sorts as a, a coat that. I mean, we can wear our resentments and hold them in sometimes a very um, heavy coat uh, and putting on something something different for sure. Hey, I, uh, just as kind of a, a preface, I, as I was look, thinking in terms of who should I ask to join me on this topic, I was nervous because I didn't want the person to think that I thought they were a resentful person or <laughs> someone who, <laughs> uh, you know, boy, this really is your topic. So uh, that was not the case for you, Margaret, uh, but I knew you'd have something helpful to say nonetheless. Well, thank you. I do have a story about oh. that. I actually have two stories. Okay. I'm not sure which one to tell first, but I think I'll start with one that doesn't have anything to do with me and then tell a story about <laughs> myself. Sounds good. It, 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 because it, it, goes with what I said about lots of people, probably everyone experiences this. So last night I had an unusual experience. I went to the Rotary Vince Lombardi Award Ceremony. I've never done that. That is a football award. I like college football. (laughs) But this is a football award given to linemen, and it was named after Vince Lombardi, Mm -hmm. coach, the great coach for the Green Bay Packers, but it is given by the Houston Rotary International Club. Hmm. Vince Lombardi had cancer, and he came to Houston to be treated for his cancer. So Mm -hmm. that's the connection. Well, Bill Curry, who played for uh, the Green Bay Packers and played for Vince Lombardi and then went on to coach, was the keynote speaker. Mm -hmm. I mean, you never expect when you're going to an award ceremony for a football, that you might hear something about the importance of forgiveness. Mm. But apparently Bill Curry uh, publicly criticized Lombardi's uh, coaching style, and there was uh, a rift between the two. I mean, it was published in the New York Times that Mm. um, he criticized him. And so there there was a time... At the end of Vince Lombardi's life, I think Bill Curry was then in Baltimore with Baltimore Coats. Uh, Vince Lombardi was in a hospital in the Washington area, and a friend of Bill Curry's drug him to see Coach Lombardi before okay. uh, the coach died. And he asked for forgiveness. Hmm. He said, I should never have said what I said publicly. I've regretted that all these years. Will you forgive me? Mm-hmm. And um, Lombardi did forgive him. He said, and this is what Bill Curry said last night. He said, he transformed my life by forgiving me when I least expected it. Mm. And I thought, um, it's a gift that we can give sometimes to someone is to forgive them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's really good. And a gift that potentially has the power 
to drastically impact their life. Exactly. I mean, we think often in terms of, I need to forgive this other person, no matter how bad it is. Mm -hmm. And that's true. But, but we can also offer forgiveness Mm -hmm. when someone recognizes or comes to us like that. We don't have to continue to punish or Mm -hmm. be distant Mm -hmm. from or, or hold it. I that's the other side of this coin. Does that make sense, Nathan, mm-hmm, in terms mm-hmm. of? It does, yeah. I mean, that, I mean, in one sense, we can think about our resentments as, you know, things that we need to uh, uh, let go of, things that we need to forgive. Um, but what does it look like with that other person? And, and when we get to extend that um, gift, it's, it, it is a gift, isn't it? It's life-giving. Mm-hmm. It's life-giving. In the same way, when we deal with our own need to forgive, it frees us. It's life-giving for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my second story it has to do with my own experience. I, I um, Years ago, I felt like four or five men had harmed my husband in his business. Okay. He doesn't share my view. I think that's important for people. Your to husband know. doesn't share your view. Okay. No, my husband doesn't <laughs> share my view. But I had this perception and I was angry mm-hmm. and I resented this deeply. And I was on uh, I was at a Catholic retreat center on a silent retreat and I sensed God saying, You've got to forgive these five people by name. Mm-hmm. So I took a walk and I I did. I said a prayer and prayed for uh in that prayer that I would forgive them. And I sense God saying, thank you. That's what I ask you to do. But that's not all I ask you to do. Mm. Just forgiving him once in prayer is not mm-hmm. the work mm-hmm. I need you to do. Okay. I want you to forgive them every time you think of them. They come to mind. I want you to forgive them and play, pray blessing on their life. Mm. And I thought, oh, I don't want to do that, but all right, I'll work on that. And years go by, and from time to time, someone would mention one of these men, or, you know, I would be reminded, and I would ask that I forgive them and pray for blessing in their life. And then more years go by, and I think the work is done. And in the most unexpected way, the wife of one of these men shows up at 8 a.m. church at okay. my church at the same time I do. They didn't go to our church at the same door and said, may I sit with you? Okay. I said, oh, sure. <laughs> and I mean, they're sitting in worship saying, Lord, what are you doing? I hadn't thought of this family in years. And now this man's wife is sitting by me and I've got to pray for her and her family <laughs> and pray blessing. You know, I thought I were done with this. I was done with this work. And so I do pray for blessing for their family. Well, year now more years go by. I mean, this is a process over probably 15 years, Nathan. Mm. And the most beautiful reconciliation happens between uh, uh, Justin and some of these, this particular man in the law business it was unexpected, and mm. I, I just smile because I think God knew all along 
that he would help my husband in a significant way. Mm-hmm. Um, and perhaps all those prayers were part of that work. But to see years later the the, the reconciliation that came mm-hmm. uh, um, was a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, the story is a little bit vague. I, I hope it's not too vague to understand, but I don't want to give the details. Sure. But, well, but I... the point is the work of forgiveness uh-huh. is often for ourselves, not a one-time Right, right. Yeah. Well, and I think um, if I can read in between the lines a little bit, your praying for blessing on them really was um, praying for blessing for you and your family. Uh, perhaps. I don't know that I ever saw it that way. I, I really felt like I I couldn't hold that resentment. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. couldn't. God was saying, I don't want you to live resenting these men or building up uh, anger or uh, anything that might come from holding this view. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there wasn't without some difficulties for, for certain. So it was a gift of freedom in the sense that it was a gift of freedom to me. Mm-hmm. It was a blessing for my family because otherwise what my family would have seen with me over time was a person clothed with discontent mm-hmm. and resentment and anger mm-hmm. and bitterness because those things build up. If yes. we don't deal with them, they <laughs> they become who we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're shaped by that view. So yeah, it was a blessing on my family in that sense. Mm, that's good. That's very good. When, you know, one of the things that comes to mind for me when we talk about forgiveness and resentments and when we're wronged, um, you know, when is it appropriate uh, to go to someone and tell them they've wronged you? Or when is it appropriate to go to someone uh, and tell them that you've forgiven them? Well, that that is a question that I'm not certain I'm absolutely qualified to answer. <laughs> but I, I think that those that's a matter of prayer and discernment mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. You, know, you ask the Holy Spirit to help you with with that. Uh, there have been times when I have gone to someone and said, "I, I need to ask for forgiveness. We've mm-hmm. had a misunderstanding, or I handle this poorly." And would you forgive me? And that mm-hmm. was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. There are other times when um, when the person, you, you know that the person's not ready to receive it. Right. And it's going to cause more problem than, mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. to solve. So some of it may be even work that we do with a spiritual friend. Yes. In conversation and and um, and confessing to a, a, a friend who can hear our confession or walk with us in these things. And mm. I, I do know that there are times when it's just better not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we've done our work and, and are careful about it, but sometimes distance has to be placed between people. Mm-hmm, for everyone's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
how that's really helpful. There's a um, in in twelve step work um, the idea of making amends with people, and the the you know when is it that we go and and offer an apology to someone for some way that we've wronged them. And one of the really helpful lines um, that I often hear used or that is written in the um, Alcoholics Anonymous book is that we make amends uh, only when to uh, – except when to do so would um, injure them or someone else. And so sometimes in making an apology, you're bringing up uh, things that can be very difficult for people or might be harmful. That brings me to the idea that you know when we do this, we, we're thinking of them rather than ourselves and is making the amends – going to be helpful to them. Uh, exactly. And that's the perspective that we need the Holy Spirit to help us have. Mm-hmm. And sometimes another spiritual friend. Mm-hmm. Am I doing this just because I'm going to feel really good about myself? There's a little bit of self-righteousness mm-hmm. if it's mm-hmm. all about me. But can I develop uh, an understanding uh, from the other person's point of view? Which brings me back to the idea of the coat that uh, Mm. we could put on of even self-righteousness. Can we put on a coat that includes compassion? Mm. Mm -hmm. Colossians 3.12 says that, Dearly beloved, as God's chosen, uh, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, Mm. humility, gentleness, and patience. The more I try to do that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and think of that, and, and this season I have that scripture in on an index card in the pocket in my coat as a discipline, as a spiritual discipline to say, mm. can I clothe myself with that? Yes. Where I need to ask forgiveness, ask it. Where I need to give, receive um if someone asks me to forgive them, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I need to be gracious about that and receive it, even though sometimes you, I want to say, but that really hurt. Right. And do you understand that that caused a series of events that shaped mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my life in a way that maybe would have been different? But but this is hard. P, you know, I've not experienced the kind of tribulation that might make it almost impossible to forgive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I, we see those stories in the paper all the time. Mm-hmm. I want to be careful to say that there are some things that are almost feel unforgivable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and only by faith in God can I just place that at the throne of grace and say, I need mercy, I need grace, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. only with Jesus standing between me and that horrific uh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. event or offense can I even take the next step in life. Mm -hmm. Um, We need to have confidence in the goodness of God to even deal with forgiveness or resentment. Mm A view of God that says he overshadows and oversees and he has a compassion and a love for us that will set all things right uh, 
in eternity. Mm-hmm. And it's the it's the perspective of eternity that makes um, forgiveness possible, I think, in little things or big things. Mm. Could you say more on that? that? How does eternity shape the way I view wounds and um, things that happen in this life? We, we live in a world that was created by God and for God. Mm. Um, Jesus is the creator, and he sustains it. He holds it together. It was created for him and by him, and it is good. Mm-hmm. Now, our own rebellion and sinfulness entered in, and we live in the presence of evil. Mm-hmm. And so things are going to happen that are horrendous. They're in the news all the time. <laughs> but God overshadows that. He He lives, he is not bound by our world and by time. He is beyond that. <laughs> but he has a presence, a divine presence. He is all around us. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, so as we begin to be aware that we are both in this world of physical reality bound by time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, We also get glimpses into uh, the world that isn't of the spirit, that's not bound by time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we need to begin to see that we have a dual citizenship, if you will, Mm -hmm. for those who've placed their faith in Christ. We, we, we're living almost with one foot, mm-hmm. you know, over mm-hmm. the threshold with one yes. foot in both places. Or as Evelyn Underhill says, we have to learn to run up and down the stairs all day long from the, <laughs> from the lower level where it's all the physical and all the things we must do to sustain life uh-huh. up to, uh, to the world where, uh-huh. you know, I love this idea of that. You know the wounds we experience in this world, how that fits into eternity, and that they're potentially well, we just don't know a lot. We right, we don't know a lot, uh, and so we live expecting um, to be surprised by God's grace uh. <laughs> and to find God. Uh, is with us in the most joyful, wonderful times and in the most difficult times. And so we begin uh, um, to open our eyes, our hearts, our minds, our ears to expect this. Uh, Dallas Willard said, we have to learn how to see grace. Mm-hmm. We need mm-hmm. to develop that kind of Eyesight. And I think the more we do, the more we find God is right there. Mm-hmm. And, and we can. And in this season, I mean, you've picked a topic for the Advent season, <laughs> you know, that we'd almost rather put on the shelf and say, I'll deal with, I'll think about forgiveness mm-hmm. another, another time, not this time. And yet it, 
perhaps is the very best time because often these resentments develop within families. That's mm-hmm, what we see mm-hmm. in Genesis. And we're often with family this time of the year. Mm-hmm. So how can I go in into the holiday season, put on that down parka that is <laughs> compassion and mm. kindness and humility and gentleness mm. uh, and patience? Can I, with all the demands on us that mm-hmm. stretch our mm-hmm. time, uh, stre- expectations, can I maybe clothe myself a little bit differently because I'm aware of the divine presence mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all around. Mm, that's so good. The, I mean, yeah, in, in one sense, the holidays for many are an opportunity to be reminded of past wounds and to receive n- new wounds. Um, right. I, I, let me go back to this co- or stay with this coat analogy f- f- for a moment. Um, I mean, because sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll find myself – in, in prayerfully going, I don't want this coat, this coat of resentment that's heavy uh, and burdensome, and I don't know how to get rid of it. Um, and almost this kind of pleading of, um, I want a coat of compassion. I want a coat of kindness and gentleness and patience. Um, and one of the things that it fits in with this view of eternity that's helpful for me uh, is having some sort of trust that I don't have to understand everything. I don't have to understand what God is up to and what he's doing and how all this fits into the world. Um, but this, then this piece of expecting to be surprised by God's grace. I forcefully take the code of resentment off, put on something new, expecting God to be in that, expecting things to be good. Yeah. I mean, uh, Exactly. Think about, I'm thinking while you were talking about a little exercise that we could do to help us, maybe even a, to see it as a spiritual discipline, because we okay. we're talking about the idea of a coat. It's winter. Um, part of the reason that Joseph's brothers resented him is because his dad made this beautiful coat and right. gave it to one son. And then in the prodigal son, when the, the younger son returns, his father puts a robe over him. Mm. So maybe the, the little simple task and I'm in, like the arts. So is to draw a little co- draw two little coats on okay. a piece of paper or uh-huh. two pieces of paper and take the first one and say, uh, what coat am I wearing? Where mm-hmm. are the resentments? Mm-hmm. Who mm-hmm. might I need to, where might I need to do this hard work mm-hmm. of writing out? I mean, you talk about this in your wonderful article for Heart to Heart. Where might I need to write out so I can picture what that heavy coat looks like? Mm. Oh, I need to be certain I've taken care of this or or dealt worked on these issues or this is where the resentment is building up and and how can i and then take a second drawing okay color that coat but think about what will it look like for for the next 30 days for me to um, wear a coat of kindness Mm, how might i how might i actually do that you know, is it the words I say to someone? Is it a card I send to someone mm-hmm, who hasn't, mm-hmm. I haven't communicated with in a long time mm-hmm. that I just need to? Is there some act 
of kindness, if you will? Is there something I can do? Or how can I have patience? Mm-hmm. How can I maybe see, mm-hmm. how can I pause at the grocery store and notice that the people around me are frantic or hassled or, mm-hmm. you know, have, are carrying a heavy burden and give them my place in line or something? What is there anything I might, what might that coat look like mm-hmm. in these coming 30 days as I walk through this, make soup for somebody. But it actually then becomes a a discipline, but it, we have to think about these things. Uh We don't drift into them. (laughs) And that's what you say in your article. You give us some steps to, to do. And I'm just saying, take a coat, take a drawing, (laughs) do it with crayons this year. (laughs) Well, I I mean, I think that's the beauty of the, of the disciplines is that God's able to find us in, in, in lots of different ways. And yeah, I, I mean, even drawing it, writing it, finding even some illustration, I could totally see someone um, sewing a coat or knitting something. Um, but I think God finds us in these activities. Uh, that's beautiful. Um, you know, one of the things I've done that's been really helpful um, in working with people who have wounded me um, and I have to go be around them, but to walk in with a mindset of service, that the way I'm going to deal right now with the feelings and emotions that are coming up is I'm going to look to serve them uh, and uh, be in those spaces with that mindset as a discipline. Um, and I found that to be extremely helpful because it takes me out of myself and uh, it keeps me from being reminded of um, me <laughs> and how I'm hurt and wounded. I don't know if that makes any sense. Oh, it does. I think that is uh, service could be on that list. I mean, that is a kindness. That is mm-hmm. humility. That is compassion because now you're trying to see how can I be in this space with this person and not let those feelings of, of resentment or bitterness or anger, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. I've been wounded Mm-hmm. And we do have to often be in the same space uh, or there's occasion to. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's, you know, it, one of the things that comes up for me in this is that in dealing with this topic in general, there's suffering that is involved. And to enter into that suffering with God, to bring him into that with us um, and be there in the tears, be there in the hurt. And um, I don't know, that, that that just comes to mind for me. Yeah. Well, Jesus understands. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had people who misunderstood him, who betrayed him. I mean, he had every reason to be unforgiving, mm-hmm. <laughs> even as in his earthly ministry or to be uh, angry and but think about uh, Peter and how he went to Peter and restored Peter. So I, I, I want us to have a picture of Jesus with us and how he does understand. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. He knows what we're going through and he will walk us through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in those dark spaces, that's some of the most profound um, places that I've encountered God is through that yeah. suffering. Um, yes. You know, we've we've got a couple minutes left, but I wanted to enter into a whole other topic and maybe just hear your opinion and to touch on a little bit. Um, and that's resentments towards God. And I think that 
people can become angry, uh, it's easy for us to blame God for things. Um, and I, I've encountered a number of people who are angry at God. Um, what do we do with that one? Oh, I think we go to the Psalms. Um, you know, God's big enough to take our anger. So I think it. <laughs> yes. I remember once in a car yelling at God, saying, <laughs> "Why is this going on? Why is this happening? It doesn't seem like you care. You're anywhere mm-hmm. near the psalmist uh, camp out. If if we find that we're angry with God, then just spend time with the Psalms because mm-hmm. the psalmist cried out to God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aren't you paying attention? Why have you forsaken me? When are you going to enter into this situation? And we see the psalmist being honest. Yes. I think it doesn't do us any good not to be honest with God. He Mm. knows anyway, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. to to express that anger and then to say, but but still you're God. Yes. And I will praise you and I will trust my my. I will trust you with my life, every part of it. But let the psalmist guide us mm. and, and uh, almost be our voice. Yes, you know we can we can take a psalm and personalize it, and we're on safe ground. We need we need to tell God if we're resenting, because He can handle it. Yes, yeah, He's big enough to hold it, even if it's completely misguided of us. Yeah, exactly. I think that one of the things I appreciate about the Psalms, and it is, it's a great, I mean, some of those are, you know, where are you? Do you even care? Um, And one of the things I appreciate about is this progression that it almost always seems to be there, where it starts with this, you know, really intense lament, and then ends with this resolution of sorts. Um, Does that, do you notice that in the Psalms, that it comes full circle? I do, and I at hard times, and we're going through a hard experience in our own life. And and some of the psalms say, "How are you going to deal with my enemies, Lord?" Yes, I mean, take care of them for me. But he always, the psalmist always seems to end with, "I praise you. Um, you are God Almighty. Uh-huh. I'll rest in you. Uh-huh. Uh, I cast myself on you." I mean, it does come mm. always to acknowledging uh, that God is God mm-hmm. and um, honoring him and giving him gratitude. Mm. I tell you, Margaret, that has been, you mentioned in the car, um, <laughs> yelling. I've had a few of those car moments, um, <laughs> <laughs> pounded my fist on the steering wheel, screaming, you know, some of these Psalm type prayers. But, Usually, uh, it seems to me without fail that at the end of that, uh, through the tears, through the anger, is some resolution of sorts. And not that anything's necessarily solved, but uh, I, I almost feel that God is, is really good to help get us some perspective uh, in the midst of our uh, wounding. Absolutely. So, why don't I know we're coming to the end of this? Sure. Uh, May I just read a couple of verses from one of the Psalms? Mm, please, yes. This is from um, Psalm 143. Let me hear in the morning of your steadfast love, 
for in you I trust. Make me know the way I should go, for to you I lift up my soul. Deliver me from my enemies, O Lord. I have fled to you for refuge. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. For your name's sake, O Lord, preserve my life. So he teaches us how, mm. if we we'll let him, he will teach us how to um, step into a life that's not defined by unforgiveness and mm. resentment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he'll make mm. his way known to us mm. if we will tune our hearts to him. Yes, oh, it's beautiful. Um, let me just... Uh, I, for some reason, I'd like to I'd like to pray for people who might be listening. So let me just close this with a prayer. Um, Father, this is a, a, a very difficult topic. I ask that you guide us in this process. Teach us to take the coats off of resentment and anger. Teach us to wear a coat of compassion. Teach us to be honest people. Meet us in the midst of our suffering. And call us to a life of kingdom life. Give us perspective. Give us courage. Teach us to face ourselves and others in life honestly, openly. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Margaret, thank you so much for this. Thank you, Nathan. Huh? Glad to be part of this. <laughs> Thanks.